Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage where we mostly talk about sports betting, but once a week we hop on the show to break down MTV's The Challenge, simply the greatest show on television. We are in the middle of season 39, Battle for a New Champion. We are going to break down episode 14. Episode 14, as we get closer and closer to the finals, it was a great episode. We got a legendary mercenary coming in for the elimination. We had a tie in the voting and handing it over, handing the balls into TJ's hands. We got some funny lines that were said. And me and my guests correctly predicted we were going to get a mini final as the next challenge. All that and more, this episode of The Advantage. I'm the type to get shit done. You the type to observe. March Madness on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Cause I'm loud in the blunt, yeah. I don't say what I want, yeah. Probably somewhere sunny and tan. Foreign women in the sun, yeah. This all that I need. This all that I need. This all that I need. Come my brothers with me. Come my brothers with me and my mama's healthy. This all that I need. All right, everyone. Hello. Welcome in. I am joined with my weekly guest here on the pod, Gibby Graves. Gib, what's up? What's going on, brother? Good episode. What'd you think? Good episode. Good episode. Uh, I don't want to use great. I think it's one of those where you, you, you're happy with the profit, but you left some money, you left some money out there, right? You sold a little early in the stock. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. Wait, go on. What do you mean by that? I mean, um, it could have been an all-time episode. It like it had all the makings for uh, this is a classic episode. But, and I'm sure we'll get into this later. But because of how it was produced and the the ending of this episode, I think it it wasn't an all-time episode. It was like. A solid episode is, is like all is, is all I think about. It was just like I'm not going to remember this episode in in five years. Will I remember this episode? Probably not. The the one moment that we're remembering forever from this season so far has been Jordan taking out Kieran in that elimination. I think Jordan was the first mercenary that came in and just bodied him. Yeah, that was yeah, legendary. Uh, this all time. It's an all time. This, you're right. It did have the makings of a potential all time episode, but we came in just short of that. Also such a sad ending with the person that we lost but we'll get through all of that today give my job to do the topics and i started just writing down topics in the order of which the show came in as i was watching along so let's go through them awesome. first thing i wrote down is this episode starting off with asaf and jay i mean his name's asaf but you know we just call him saf saf and jay are talking in the house and saf is telling jay that he's kind of like envious that Jay is so like calm, cool, and collected that he's like always remains poised. And I'm like, Saf, do you not watch the last episode? <laughs> I thought it was the most ironic way to start off telling Jay that he's calm, cool, collected after we literally just left off episode 13 with Jay throwing a pissy fit. Yeah, it's comedy because this season, I, I know in other shows and other seasons, I think ASAP has been not really calm, cool, and collected, but I feel like this season, he really has been. He's been really like even keeled, not doing anything like 
to bring too much attention to himself while still being a little fun. Well, while Jay has just been like emotionally, like kind of like a roller coaster whenever his name comes up or anyone like he's working with, their name comes up. That too. Yeah, he collapsed at the end when inevitably ASAP had to leave. RIP. We've also seen Michelle kind of skipping a little bit ahead. We also see Michelle kind of taking the brunt of what Jay has been doing because she's so connected with Jay that him acting out and him lashing out and him drawing a line between himself, Horacio, and Kylan, in theory, drew a line between Michelle and some of the other girls too. So we're seeing Jay's lack of ability to become cool and collected really put the first big divide in the house. Do you agree with that? Um, you think this? I don't think this is the first divide. I thought that happened maybe maybe last episode. That that's kind of where you saw like the line being drawn. Um, I thought it was because Jay originally put Horacio and Kylan in and started going for them and didn't want to stick up for for Kylan when he and Horacio won a challenge. The the real like we had the fake line drawn in the sand earlier this season where it was just a. Uh, you're British or you're American. Like, we're just going to chalk it up to your nationality as a way to weed people out in the beginning. We've now reached the point where, like, this is relationship-based. This is game-based. This is not just weeding out and relying on some sort of nuanced way to just chop off people at the beginning and not have any personal relationship to it. The first moment of, like, we are drawing a line in the sand right now, for me, was Jay not sticking up for Kyland being willing to throw in Horacio and cut the divide between the American Alliance that they're not going to go for James, that they're not going to go for uh, some of the international people who are kind of siding on the American Alliance. They're not going to go for Corey, who has outwardly done some shady shit. They're starting to go for the best players who they do not want to see in the final. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you about this because they always say that, right? That's always the answer as to why are we sending this person in? And it's always... We don't want to see, or Corey says this, like, don't want to see him in the final. He can be really good. He could probably beat me in some maybe long distance stuff. But I've always thought that is an excuse, and it's not actually the truth. Because when it really boils down to it, it's self-preservation. People are going to vote in who they think won't have their back and is more likely to vote them in every time over who, they, who they're worried about in a final. They're still in in self-preservation mode right now because there's so many people left. It's a little bit of both, right? Like if you're going to decide between James and Horacio, right? Yeah. And you're like, I think Horacio's the better guy. And either of neither of them are going to have my back because they're in their own alliance and I'm going to be picked off because they're going to save each other then let's choose the person who's the bigger threat in the finals, even with that. It's also the, the the concept of if you're a bigger threat in the final, you're also probably a bigger threat in the next daily challenge, right? Like Horacio yeah. is probably one of the main threats to win a daily. So if you get someone out in that sense, you also have more chance of winning the daily and keeping yourself uh, safe or having more authority to throw in other people. Uh, I did notice, as you mentioned about Corey, and Corey saying that he can beat other people or like he's worried about other people in the final. Corey had a sneaky line in one of the side interviews that was very important, Gib. Corey says that he was keeping the pace for, I forget who the girl was on his team for the mini final, but Corey explicitly says 
I can run forever. And I just immediately paused and wrote that down and was like, that's a big thing because normally the bigger guys, you question some of their endurance and their long distance capabilities when they get to a final. Corey's making it very clear. And I don't know if he's more confident in his abilities than really is, but Corey's making it very clear. He's not worried about an endurance portion of this. Yeah, I think the, the girls either Berna or Raven. Berna and Raven were the girls on his team. I don't know which one was um, slowing them down. Uh, I agree. I thought that was that was like a sneaky comment, and it was good pickup by you. My question is, do you like those comments though? Like, I know they, they purposely kept that in there. He could be a good long distance runner. Like, he may not get tired, but do you think he's fat? Like, do you think he's overrating his own abilities at long distance here? Like. I don't think he can keep up with Horacio in the long distance because I think Horacio is so fast. And just by looking at how Corey runs, not like not not trying to be offensive, I just he doesn't look as fast as Horacio. No, his feet. You could see his feet go outward. Like he's got a yeah. kind of uh, duck, duck walk or pigeon. I don't know which one it is. I think it's a duck walk uh, style of run. No, I think he's confident in his abilities not to gas out. I don't think he's necessarily correlating it to his level of competition uh but it was very interesting that he drops that line and there was one other sneaky drop line and it was your boy emmanuel someone that you have way higher up in the odds than me the whole time he said he goes i've been hiding my true capabilities like that's fucking badass he's like just been waiting in the wings and he's like, I know I can do more, but I haven't wanted to seem like a threat. Every he literally goes, everyone looks at Horacio like the biggest threat, and that's fine with me. Is Emmanuel as big of a threat as Horacio? What are we about to see from this guy? Yeah, do you? I don't know if you remember last. I think it was last season. He was on Spy Spies and Allies, whatever the, the season name was. And he he kept getting he like went into elimination a few times, and when he actually had to do well, he was an absolute freak. He was an absolute monster. He is like his balance is incredible. He's sneaky strong. Like he's weirdly good at like they, like the, like the Johnny Banana skills type thing. He's like pretty good at those. Only thing I don't think he's great is is like math and puzzles. He's not particularly amazing at um, from what I remember. But that's why I had him like ranked so high before because I've seen him in other seasons do so well. Now I didn't know he was purposely like you know keeping it keeping his skills on the low because maybe some of the people in the season haven't really seen him. Um, but look, he's shown even with the OGs that he's one of the, you know, one of the top contenders in terms of like abilities. And then when they were talking about who's their strongest guy, like they're like, who's the strongest guy on that side? When Kylan and Horacio and Raven and that crew was talking about who they were going to vote for, right. When it was coming down to, seemingly Ed versus Emmanuel versus is that alliance going to have the ability to flip it back onto Kyland? Um, it was very interesting how every single person at that like picnic table immediately said Emmanuel's their best player. And someone says, picking up a lot of sneaky lines in this episode, someone said in that, in that moment, he's just as smart as Jay, but a lot better physically. So Emmanuel's got some brains too. So I think maybe we will be surprised if it's a math-based or a puzzle-based or a spelling challenge. He was the guy who had to spell backwards on the ch challenge champion on the bus. Yeah. And I was like, I know ch spelling challenge champions pretty easy. 
but he is someone who's foreign born and not, I would assume English is not his first language. And he's doing this upside down in a time contest, getting letters into the right spot in a moving vehicle. Like that was a little bit of levels to this. And for him not to mess up once, that was a little bit of impressive to me. So I was, I was definitely, let's see what Emmanuel's got. Maybe Gibb is right that he's sneaky, sneaky, dangerous. The other thing that you were very, very right about, Gib, we got a mini final. Well, right away. Well, I'll say that it was it was in the preview. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was in the preview. I, I'm not a genius. It was a, it was in the preview. <laughs> I mean, you're, half, you're half a producer. You're an unpaid producer of the show. I am an um, unpaid producer. Reach out to me at KB Graves on Instagram. His numbers in the his numbers in the description of the episode. Um, <laughs> We said last week, I guess you kind of knew it was coming. I did not know it was coming, that we were going to see a mini final. What we were wrong about, Gib, was we thought this was going to be a purge and that two people would just be gone on instant. Hey, hold on, my uncle's calling me. Can we pause for a yeah, second? I'll pause it. I'll pause it. All right, we're well, welcoming back after Gibby had to take a quick family phone call. Kind of forgot where we left off, Gib, but I think we were talking about the mini final. Who impressed you the most in the mini final? Let's just go over that. Mini final, um, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I think Kylan impressed me. I wasn't expecting him to win again. Uh, I think every time I watch him, his odds are just like getting better and better to win. Also, shocked. Shocked that James won. I, I've been like very anti-James not. Not for any personal reasons, although I am Team Bananas. Uh, I just like having. I didn't think he was that athletic, and the fact that he won was kind of kind of surprising. But I think you mentioned this. The, this was more about the the team than any individual. I thought. Yeah, I don't know if I said this on the pod or right before we started. Teams of four for a mini final, having to all do a collective endurance thing, having to rip the bags off the the pole, and everyone has to get their own bag. And everyone has to run with the pole. This sets up where it becomes way more about your weakest competitor than it is about your strongest. Your strongest cannot lead you if your weakest link can't get the bag off the the saw the 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 high bar. Your strongest person cannot lead you if your weakest person cannot stay up cardio wise. So we noticed that some of the best teams got out to big leads, and then ultimately just it didn't really matter. Um, two things that were that were noticeable. I thought Ed and Jay's strategy with the lock combination to just guess a number close, a, a multiple of 39, and then work in uh, multiples of 39 to just find the right code. Very bananas-like strategy. Just like, all right, we're going to assume it's 20, 20 squares. We're going to do 20 times 39, and then we're just going to go up from there. Genius. It's uh, To me, it's actually like that's the only way to do it. They did that in the last season in the final. I forgot I forgot who did it. And after that, I was like, this is, this is the only way to do it. Once you know that you have to multiply by 39 and you know there's at least, I don't know, say 20 squares in there, then you just – then you like the 20 times 39 is an easy multiplication. I think that's what uh, 780. And then um, you work your way up or yeah, down. Uh, or once yeah, you so go up too far, you start working down the other way. 
We saw um, Fessy do this in a elimination. He was going against Josh. Remember, we had Fessy and Josh face off as friends last season, and they had to do the hall brawl with their pads. Oh, yeah. And then after the yeah. hall brawl with the pads, they ended up getting to this pretty much the same puzzle where they had to count the rectangles or the perfect squares within all of the right. lines. And right. so what Fessy did was Josh is there trying to count it all. Fessy just counts, I think, seven or eight and just runs to the checkpoint and goes seven. And TJ's like, no. And Fessy realizes that you don't need to, to go back and get it right. You need to just go back and then come back and recheck. So Fessy just takes the three steps and goes eight, check, nine, check, ten, check. And it was like nine. And then it was like, yep. It's over. Meanwhile, Josh is actually trying to figure it out. Like, Josh, we don't actually need to figure it out. We need to just check as many times as possible. We also had the most beautiful symphony. What's up? You need to take a break? No, no, no. I was going to say, there needs to be, I think because of this, like it's a genius idea, they need to limit the number of guesses you get. I think it's, yeah. it's a pretty simple fix. And need all a time of penalty if, if, you, if you have too many guesses. If you have too many guesses, you have too many get Like, you shouldn't be able to be like, you know, 39 times 20, then you just add 39 each time. That's, that doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't take any, yeah. like, any smarts. It's just like, how do you I know what it's, You know what it's like? It's like, give, give me your phone, and I'm going to crack your passcode because there's 9,999 combinations. So eventually I'll get it. But if I try and unlock your phone six times, the iPhone's going to be, like, locked for 10 minutes or locked for 30 minutes, and it's going right. to keep me out. So it's kind of that concept, um, the iPhone lock on the tries. It should definitely be part of this. We need to talk about the beautiful symphony and the orchestra that happened when the, they were trying to rip their bags. So they had these weighted bags on the top of like a bar that had like a, a wooden, like a saw with a, a wooden rope with a metal saw on it. And you essentially had to swing your rope back and forth and move it against the saw until your rope breaks and your bag drops. And now, very easy for the guys to get it done. And then, I, I forget who was the girls. I think it was Zara and Olivia, who were, or or Mariah and Olivia, Zara and Olivia, and Olivia, who were on ASAP's team. And ASAP starts leading a symphony of the orchestra, of them just, foom, foom, foom. And give, while that was hilarious and beautiful all in one, can I tell you the biggest boost that that gave the team? What? Did you notice it? No. Why did Colleen really struggle on the on this part of the challenge? Um, I, didn't she say she wasn't like putting enough pressure and like getting enough momentum with it? So it's a little bit of that, but you could also, if you're looking at it when Colleen's doing it, she's moving the rope against the saw. But the saw is covered by other people's ropes in that area. So she's not actually clipping it against the saw that much to actually cause shreds mm. in the rope. So because they are aligned and orchestrated in what they're doing when they're trying to rip the bag from the saw, they're not fraying each other's. They're not spraying the phrase all over it and like essentially dulling the blade. That's kind of the way that I took it. It was actually a strategic advantage, and Colleen got screwed by all of her guys doing it really quick. You almost should have let the girls do it first and then had the guys have to fight through the frayed rope. Right. So Colleen was screwed not because she couldn't do it, but because there was very little saw to access. Um, speaking about Colleen, 
she's becoming the lynch, the 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 turnpiece, the the swing state as we approach yeah. 2024 election season. Colleen is the Iowa caucus right now. Colleen's New Hampshire, right? She's not, she's no New York going blue, Texas going red, you know, California's going blue. That's ASAP and, and, and Jay. Texas is Horacio and Kylan going to vote in a block. Colleen is a swing state. We don't Order know where she's going to be. And it's very interesting that she's playing both lines and then seemingly right at the end, making the right decision for who has the most votes. So she played the the Kylan and Horacio side the whole time during the episode and then up and ends up voting for Ed. What'd you make of that? It, it just made me think like about I didn't I didn't think too much of it. I think she's always gonna play what she thinks is the smartest side, depending on where, where the votes are gonna go. But it made me think about again, this is another production question of like having hidden votes versus like a, an open deliberation and who goes first. Like if Colleen goes first in that vote, yeah. Yeah. like it could go way different, way, yep. way different. Yep. And so either production's not doing the right, like the right job by, by like having her go first or they should be like, all right, one of the advantages of like winning is you get to decide who votes first or something. I don't know. Yeah, or like, or just do like a random drawing for vote order. Like, it shouldn't just yeah. be like the two seemingly victims whose names are on the block are going to have a chance to speak, and then everyone votes for one of those two. Like, hey, we found our choices. It was very interesting how Ed just decided to keep the tie and go Jay. Like, if Ed was voting first and he knew it was between he and Emmanuel. Would he have gone Emmanuel or would he have just started the madness and just said Jay from the start? Like, you don't know what happens. And then it's missed opportunity. We talk about the producers kind of almost outsmarting themselves and thinking they're creating great television by setting up so that they have to, like, burn each other. The only one instance we've seen of intense voting is going back to Corey screaming at Big T and Melissa. And when you have Corey screaming and scheming around Big T and Melissa... It was a cool moment for television, but it wasn't really that game. No one viewed that as like, this is a swing moment in the game, right? It was Big T and Melissa. So I'm like, what is the voting really done? It seems more of a missed opportunity and something that could have been great, but it's actually falling on dead ears as we, I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, do we need to talk about a few other parts of this mini final? I had... The fake win for Jay and Ed's team. Of course, they completed the lock first. They get over to setting up the the stack of the cylinders, and they think they got it, but they're off by half an inch. And then we get Michelle's team to come in and win because Michelle's actually done this exact challenge before in Survivor. Now, that's very key for her. Was it that key, or did, did she just know that you have to just align all of the the right sizes and then go from there. We didn't really understand how difficult that was and how much of an advantage she had. Yeah. I, I don't think that like that is a really hard challenge. And like, they, did, I don't think they did a good enough job of saying like, if you're off by a middle, like a, a centimeter, it's not right. But this just, this reminds me of like the last final with bananas when they had like the blocks and they just like were off by one thing it's always smarter to plan stuff out in puzzles outside of putting it in like how Michelle was doing it. She's like, all right, make sure that everything is even 
like or has all like make sure all the pieces that are equal we will have here and then we can then it'll be easier for us to figure that out um and so i feel like people are always rushing to get the puzzle done when it's smarter to take a second think about it maybe not do it in the wherever it needs to go and then and then put it in afterwards so i actually had the fan duel odds screen up for the challenge futures as i was watching the show and you saw Gib right when Michelle ended up winning that challenge, she became the odds on favorite to win the whole show. And the reason is because if there's only one winner and she is so well connected in the house and she just beat Cara Maria, she just beats uh, all of the boys. And we get to the point where we realize there's only one winner. So inherently, doesn't the final have to be a little bit less physical than what we are normally used to? Or doesn't the physical portions of the final have to correlate to an inevitable final puzzle where it's going to be a time delay based on how the physical parts went? Because to even the playing field between the male and females here, we're going to have to have more of a strategic-based final, and Michelle is in the lead for that. I think that's a really good point. The only, the only thing I would say is the only time that they've had a single winner was when Kara won the whole thing. Um, a couple of, like, maybe season 28 or 29, something like that. Um, and it was still it was still pretty physical. I mean, obviously, they're not going to, like, have a combat or anything like that. But there's, like, there'll be some distance running. But it's, it's not going to be as physically grueling of, like, a sprint, like a mile sprint or anything like that. But yeah, I think there's going to be a huge, huge advantage or huge portion of it that has to be strategic if you're not going to, if you're going to have both sexes involved um, in that final. Any thoughts on Kylan's being outvoted and then Horacio going in? Were you surprised at all by it? Did you expect him to put up a bigger fight? Did you realize he was just outvoted and fucked? I thought Kylan realized he was outvoted and then didn't want to say another name. Like Michelle looked at him and was like, say another name. And we go back to the whole CT and Johnnyism. If there's anything you've learned from watching historical seasons of the challenge from some of the goats, the worst thing you can do is say a name for no reason. You have to, yeah. when you say a name, there's got to be an explicit reason where you have to because you're voting, right? And even so, we see in the voting, some of the names said it's just because that's who that person said. So I'll say it too. And it's very, I'm going to stay away from saying names. And Kylan, I think, very smartly realizes that he's outmanned in that in that moment and offers no other names. Smart, surprising, what do you think? Of that? Smart, loose lips, loose lips, sink ships. And so don't, don't, don't show your cards at all. Um, and I, honestly, I haven't loved, like, you win, now there's four people or teams of three, now, now go off into a little vote. Uh, and like, um, go get someone because there's been honestly no drama because everyone's always been outvoted. It's always been right. like three to one. It's always been uh, a consensus. I want if you're gonna make the teams and you're gonna make the teams like randomly in quotations, um, make it so that it's like people playing two sides. There's like half the team that way. There's like true. There's gonna be conflict. There's what no conflict. What like do you mean if, playing two sides? Like if you have two people who are one side of the uh or like on, on opposite sides and two people on the other side of like the the 
the alliances. Like if, if someone was like, Islands and Alliance. yeah, yeah, but make sure that everything, like every team is half one alliance, half the other. Okay. Um, yeah. If you're going to pick the teams, which they're doing, the challenge are picking the teams. So right. like the producers are picking the teams. So why not? Which is do another that? missed opportunity, Gib, because if you let the contestants pick their teams, they're either pigeonholing themselves to rely too much on their alliance or. Yeah. Like, there's so many strategic levels to allowing them to pick their teams. Yeah, so, like, either let them pick their teams or pick the team so that when somebody wins, it's it's going to be, a it's gonna be like, a bloodbath. Or they're going to come to a stalemate, and therefore they go in. All right, Gabe, so the mini-final wraps up. We vote in Horacio as the winning vote from the winning team. He's going to be directly in. And we go to the party. There's one thing I noticed from the party that, that not only are these parties getting weaker, we're having less people. It is starting to get more strategic. We also know that we've reached the end of the party season when everybody's wearing the same outfit. And now I see Corey dancing and I go, Corey, I've seen that shirt before. And I see Asaph and I go, Asaph showed up to the party in simply a gray tank top. And then you see Ed. Ed showed up to the party in only a white shirt. You have uh, uh, Narice. Gib, I have a notebook of Narice's outfits. Narice has won that <laughs> But I'm positive Narice has won that outfit before. Also, I'll drop this in 30 minutes in because only the true ones are listening right now. When Narice goes into the side interviews where she's always wearing that same type of shirt, like, are you constantly looking for a fraction of her nipple to be showing? <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I've ever thought that. I have noticed really? her shirt. Yeah. I, I have noticed her shirt. It's like, you're not pretty by talking to me. So, what's the shirt? What's the words on the shirt? Oh, I don't know. But look at the shirts that she's wearing when she's in her side interviews. They're like very low cut on the boob. And it literally looks like every time the part of her nipple is showing. I have not noticed, but I will. I will. I will. I'll look deeper. All right. One of us is single here, and the other one is living with their girlfriend. Okay. Let's <laughs> move on. Uh, Zaza. She says something's yeah. falling on dead ears. Now, I just want to bop Zaza on the face and hand her a V8 and say, lady, it's falling on deaf ears is the expression. I don't know if it's a british american thing or wherever she's from i don't know if it's a and then i thought about it and i go well falling on dead ears kind of makes sense too because the person can't hear you and the deaf and the dead both cannot hear you so it kind of made sense but then again if zara's talking to dead bodies like what is she doing in her free time i don't know <laughs> question all right when was the last tie in the voting do you remember the last time this happened all i remember is you don't want to let make allow TJ to do this. Like, when is the last time we actually had a tie? Um, I can't remember exactly. The only thing that really comes to mind is when uh, Zach and Amanda couldn't pick somebody, and so TJ said, "You're going in." Like, just you're the team right. that's going. That in. was one of them. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's been one since. Um, I just can't. I can't remember. Okay, so so they end up tying in the vote. Ed makes the baller move to throw in Jay instead of Emmanuel. Really fucking cool. 
And it pretty much sets up this situation where TJ clearly lets everyone know we have CT waiting. We have a beast of all beasts. Like, you don't describe bananas as the beasts of all beasts, right? Was there anyone else that it could have been besides CT? No. It wasn't going to be bananas. It wasn't going to be Wes. We're not going to call Zach the beast of all beasts. We're not going to call Kyle the beast of all beasts. Like, Darrell's already. I thought Zach for a second. Like, if it wasn't CT, it would have been Zach. Right. Or Darrell, but he's already come and went. And, I don't, and I, I've said this in a previous spot. I don't think Darrell. He's overrated, he's, of course. Yeah. So so we know CT's coming. They, they set it up very clearly. And then they get a tied vote. We get to eventual elimination, Gib, and you can see CT is just holding the Chaos Club and the draw is not there. What were your thoughts on TJ, the power being in TJ's hands, leading just to an instant chaos? Um, I was a little confused by it because they like didn't really explain it that well. I know CT walked in with it and then I was like, where is this? Where is like the 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 pull? And I was like, oh, they're just giving CT the 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 ability to do it because CT was just like, I'm gonna pick this person without uh, what's his name, kind of explaining it. Right. Well, I, thought, I, I understood it. Yeah, they go. They couldn't. They couldn't decide, so they left it in my hand, and I gave you the Chaos Club, so you could choose anyone. I thought he did a fine job of explaining it and setting it up, but I thought it was just more of a missed opportunity to not make it a double elimination or to not make it a two people can go home or like you, you, because you guys tied uh, Emmanuel and ASAP, both of you motherfuckers are in or like, you know, Emmanuel, ASAP, Jay. And who was the other one that was tied? Someone got uh, a burn. Vote. I don't, did, Corey I don't vote, did Corey vote for himself? Yes. Okay. Imagine if Corey voting for himself was just like, yo, you have the choice between Jay, Corey, Emmanuel, and like the four people who tied. And ASAP safe. Because, of course, ASAP should be safe. That was bullshit. And uh, we end up getting CT choosing soft. Now, I thought that was a pretty soft choice as well. Yeah, it should have been Jay. It should have been Jay. And I hated CT's explanation. Jay, beat me straight up. I ain't got no problem with you. What are you talking about, CT? Like, redeem yourself. Like, you're right. CT. You lost to Jay. He did not like, want to lose goal. to Jay. Also, given the yeah, nature that that challenge was, there was zero chance that CT was losing to Jay having to move a 250-pound wheel. Don't even get me started on what this, this fucking... This the elimination? Elimination was. What the fuck was this? <laughs> I feel like what? I'm going to get you started. Go ahead. What the fuck? <laughs> Producers, you're gonna fly CT in. Now I know this is dad bod CT. You can clearly tell. Right. Oh, and then you're gonna have him do math at the end. Like that's what you're gonna really gonna have do. him do mathematical okay, equations. That's what I'm yeah. getting CT for. Yeah. Get out of here. What? Why bring in the biggest beast that's ever done the challenge to do math? To do math? Are we? Are we, are, are we? Are we serious right now? We're gonna have him move a wheel and then do math. That's the challenge. That's the elimination. God. Oh my. I, ASAP moved that wheel though. They both moved the wheel, and then it didn't matter at all because it was two hundred. Like, I did not understand this one for the life of me. The producers overproducing. You have CT. 
make it something, if not physical, make it like a a classic. It's got to be a classic. The answer was so obvious, wasn't it? What? Should have been the backpacks on the back. That would have been fucking unbelievable. Throw it back one time? Is that not the most obvious thing? We've been building it up all season long. We've shown, we showed this clip, what, at least twice every season of the challenge since it's happened. It, they do a flashback to, to Johnny and CT being carried on the back. We have CT in the mercenary role again. We have the show title, Battle for a New Champion. So you'd have to go through the most iconic elimination of all time. You have CT coming in doing like the, the, the crazy eyes and uh, having the chaos ring. He should have known who the fuck he was going to put on his back and walk out of the arena and say, you're done. Yeah, because then because if he would have saw that it was that, you know he's picking Jay. You know he's picking Jay. And then Jay is going to get walked off like the mini me he is. And so, God, this is making me angry. The producer's even if ASAP won, and this is what I said last week, or in the wouldn't it be that week, cool? It's not that you beat him in a math in a math equation. That's what you beat CT in while using the whole house to help you solve the math. It's not cool, and it's the producers. I'm so I'm so sorry. This is this is this has been this is what I'm saying. This could have been an all time. And yeah. you Full sold circle. Bitcoin. You sold Bitcoin at five hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I completely agree. Now it's coming full circle where I'm realizing that would have made this an all time episode between having a mini final, between having uh, the the comeback on the locks, then Michelle's comeback in the finals. There was just so many levels to it, and then we get to the point where it's just a BS elimination where we end up losing Saf which let's wrap this up by talking about losing ASAP. The whole house starts crying. We start realizing, okay, this guy is way more connected than anyone realized, or I guess we kind of knew on the side. Uh, does ASAP move into guaranteed staple after this one? If it's up to him, because he kept saying, this, I want to bring, he's like, I'm the future. I'm the future. He, generation. he is. He is. I, I still... I want him to be. I think after this, I had him as a staple last episode. I'm pretty positive. I actually moved him to first alternate now. What? The motion? Yeah, I think he gets doing? demoted here. He gets demoted here. I thought I didn't think he was going to get eliminated this like the next week that we were talking about it. I just felt like he's been on now two seasons. He hasn't had that like he's been eliminated. Not early. This is not early, but like. I don't know. What's his biggest accomplishment in the challenge house? Like, has he won an elimination? Has he won a daily, like... Elite social game. Elite, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty elite social game, but he's he's almost like um, a Israeli version of Leroy, where he is piggybacking off of Jay and not, and like how Leroy kind of piggybacked off uh, bananas, but like bananas was the greatest of all time. Jay is like okay, and he's running the house, I guess, but like he's just piggybacking off of him. That's his greatest accomplishment in the show. Whereas Leroy was doing off the greatest of all time and also had his own like kind of thing going for him. Whereas I don't know if if Asaf or Saf, 
I know you love him, but like if he, he really has it. So right now he's a fir- first alternate for me in season 40, which will have a bunch of OGs. Yeah, I was getting ready to clip this section of the pod, put cool captions on it, and send it to ASAP, being like, yo, come on the show. We talk you up. And now I can't do that, kid. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, send it. We, we want to get one of the big dogs in here. We want to get one of the real big dogs. And if not, if we can't get one of the big dogs, we'll probably just reach out to Chauncey. I'm sure he'll be he'll be down to get on the pod with us. Chauncey is not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> um, I wrote Ed and Corey in my notes. It's the last one, but I can't figure out why I wrote that. Why did I write Ed and Corey? For, I mean, oh, I guess for the voting for the yeah. Corey voting for himself, and then Ed voting for Jay. Yeah. It is what it is. No need to belabor. Anything that we missed that you want to discuss from no, this week's I episode? Think I, I want to make sure we do this every episode, like on every episode, see your top three odds right now to win. I know you said Michelle, but who are your top yeah, Michelle's three? Michelle's one. Michelle's one for you. Who are your who are two and three for you? Kylan two. Ooh. He's accruing a big alliance. I'm gonna go back to the point that a lot of these. Maybe I should hedge my bet a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't go 10 toes down into one position. But I'm convinced that this final is going to have to be more mental. And it's going to be less long distance. And it's going to be uh, a a compilation of small challenges like we've seen. Like the time Devin and Tori won, that was like a series of mini finals or a series of mini uh, dailies more than a full final. So I think it's going to be something like that where I go, Michelle has the edge because she seems to be a puzzle queen. Kylan's too, because he's probably the best guy at the puzzles. And then, oof, who comes in three? Is it Horacio just because it's got to be Horacio just because if it does become physical, he clears. Yeah, uh, mine's slightly different than yours, but not too different. I have one Horacio, I think. Soft going home, huge blow to that. Um, huge alliance, I'm swamp. huge blow to Jay. I think he's Jay's very exposed now. Um, so I, I take Jay down. So I have Horacio one. I think you got to put Michelle there. Although I did for a quick second think maybe Zara because Zara is such a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I have, um, she did not do the math at all. Yeah, I have Michelle as the number the number one female, Horacio number one male, and then top contender. I'm I'm sticking with Emmanuel. I he's such a monster to me. He's I think he's playing the game real smart. No one really views him as kind of a threat, although he's a huge one. And then they'll get to the final and he's gonna fuck shit up. So most of my likely, most likely to get to the final from the people that we currently see at the bottom of the barrel. Who would you say? Is it Raven? Is it is it James? Is it Corey? Is it who would you say is like looks like they're on the outs, but you wouldn't be surprised. Is it Colleen? You wouldn't be surprised if they turn around and end up making the final. No, I think I think Colleen, I think she's the next one to go. Um, I I would not be shocked if Ed it'd be it'd be it'd be between Raven and Ed for the answer to that one. I think because Raven's a beast, Ed's a beast. Hard to get out in an elimination. An elimination really plays to Ed's strengths because he's such a like the physical 
like one of the strongest guys we've ever seen in the show. I don't know about his long distance. He's smart. Um, and he's smart, so I think he could win elimination. I don't think you want to go against him in elimination. You'd rather see him in a final and really test his endurance. Um, and Raven, same thing. She's so strong and smart, and I don't know about her long distance, but I know she's an absolute beast in eliminations, so people don't really want to see them. Um, and I don't know if we have any more mercenaries. Come. I don't think we do. I think that was the last mercenary we had because we're going to save the best for last. Huh? Yeah, it's gone. So I think – I think – you're, if you put someone down, you have to be ready to go. And I don't think they're going to want to do that. I think Colleen is Colleen's cooked up next. Well, we will have you cooking up the topics next week for this show. We have episode 15 on deck. Seems like we're going to get about 20, 21 episodes. Six more weeks about till we get through season 39 of the challenge. Of course, we will be back. We, me and Gabby were discussing off air. Let you guys in. Come season 40, which I think we're going to get CT, he made the oath that he'll be back for season 40, right? He told TJ I got to prepare for season 40. Yeah, he 40. said that. That was, that, was, that was probably the best line of the whole the whole, the whole whole episode. Yeah, it means we're going to get a legendary season 40 to do a challenge podcast right from the start of the season. And it will even include, I'm calling it now, Gib, it will include multiple cast members from season 40. Because I will be reaching out to all of them and inviting them all. <laughs> we will individual, individual messages. Yeah. Good luck this season. I'm rooting for you. I'm excited to learn about you more as a character to the Rooks or the, the, the people who have only been there a few years. If Raven's on, hey, Raven, I was a big fan last year. You did great in the eliminations. By the way, I host a challenge podcast. And if you're available, towards the end of this season to come on because I know you're going to make the final. So after the final, if you'd like to come on and talk about your experiences and we will have multiple calling it now, I bet money on it. It's even money odds plus 100. If my networking skills are going to lead us to getting some actual contestants on the pod, give thank you as always for the time. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Do me a favor. Reach out to me on Twitter if you're listening to these challenge pods and uh, part of our challenge gang. I know there's about 50-plus people listening to these shows. I have the numbers. I don't know who they are. I know a few of them. So reach out to me if you're watching the challenge with us. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, peace out. I'm the type to get shit done. You the type to observe. March Madness on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Got something loud in the blunt, yeah. Don't say what I want, yeah Probably somewhere sunny and tan Foreign women in the sun, yeah It's all that I need